0: so much success and now i'm going to become a drug addict for who and for what and is this really the way that i want my life to go
1: hello and welcome to the daily helping with dr richard schuster food for the brain knowledge from the experts tools to win at life i'm your host dr richard whoever you are wherever you're from and whatever you do this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself each episode you will hear from some of the most amazing talented and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others together we're going to make the world a better place are you ready because it's time for your daily helping Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am so excited about today's guest. Patricia Moreno is the trailblazing founder of Spiritual Fitness, leading a conversation about the importance of each and every one of us making a vow to wake up and be positive and effective part of raising the consciousness of the planet. And we're going to get into that deeply as we talk to Patricia, but her background is so interesting. After years of training and studying with personal optimization experts, mindset scholars, and spiritual teachers, Patricia created her own practices to integrate spiritual fitness into the lives of hundreds of thousands worldwide. She's an international speaker and presenter inspiring worldwide at Google Equinox, Nike, Reebok, The Limited, and The Miracle Morning, among other notable organizations. She's been featured in publications such as Oprah Magazine, Vogue, Sharp, Glamour, Well and Good, and she's been on the Today Show, Good Morning America, as well as Dr. Oz. Patricia, welcome to the show.
0: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. There's so many cool things that we can talk about, but one of the things that I think is so amazing is your story. And Your story is interesting because you achieved a very high level of success at an early point in your career. And then things didn't go as well as you would expect it. And it was really a reinvention of yourself. So I'd love for you to share your story with our audience.
0: Awesome. I'm happy to. And I'm happy to be here. So... Um, I always have to start at my very young age because I grew up in California with 10 brothers and sisters, and I'm the ninth child of 11 kids. And I always say that because it sets the scene of the household that I grew up in. It was a time, and it still is now, but I think even more uh, when my mom was raising us, that pretty much women felt their self-worth was their looks. Their social currency was how they looked. And being one of eight girls, my mom really had a a value that she impressed upon us about looking great, right? Looking great, being thin. And because she struggled in this area a lot, we kind of inherited a lot of her fears and self-doubts. And when I was eight years old, she put me on a diet. And I just remember this was such a defining moment of being put on a diet, being in the bathroom with both my parents. And when they saw the number on the scale, they gasped. Their face really imprinted on me something really powerful, a message that said, something's wrong with you. And it's in relationship to your body, your weight. And then they proceeded to put me on diets. I remember I weighed 130 pounds at that point. And they proceeded to put me on diets and take me to diet doctors. And it was a time where I really formed this belief that my worth was my weight and my my body was my social currency. And the thing was through all of that dieting and awareness of my body, what I developed was an eating disorder. And I gained weight and gained weight and gained weight until I was over 212 pounds by the time I was 12. And so it was something that that made me really self-conscious But by the time that I could like run my own life a little bit more, make my own decisions, I fell in love with exercise. And I felt like exercise was this medicine that helped me break free from so much. I could use my body. I could activate these feelings of strength and and joy. And for me, it was a real game changer. So I decided at that point that that was going to be my life, that that was what I was going to learn to do. That's what I was going to help people do and this war of fat and weight and i was waving the flag of exercise and diet and great body great life but what was happening was yes my body was getting fit and yes i was in a more like acceptable body as my point of view from the world was was pointing to and what was happening behind the scenes was I was getting more stressed. I was getting more self-conscious. I was getting more depressed. Eating disorder was full blown. I was over-exercising up to eight hours a day. And I was doing unsustainable things to try to manage my weight and always five pounds thinner, five pounds thinner. My mantra was thin at any cost. And I really lived true to that mantra. Because even though I was really good at what I did, and from the outside, my classes were packed. I was sponsored by Nike and Reebok. I was invited all over the world to present my methods. I was considered uh, the best in New York City. I was considered the best, one of the best in my field. I was uh, a top athlete where I was in championships and was literally. Uh, one of the top three fitness professionals in the world. And on the other side of it, like behind the scenes, I was hiding out, I was keeping secrets, I was abusing every aspect of my body and mind to try to fulfill one goal. And to that was to look a certain way, a way that I thought meant success. And there was a point in my life where I got this dream job and the dream job was... To host a TV show. It was a live workout show uh, five days a week. And it was truly what I thought was like now, this is it. Once I get my own TV show, that has to be the point in my life where I really not only have outward success, but I actually can really feel my inward success. I'll, I'll be able to claim that. And about a year into it, uh, I got called into the executive producer's office. And he made reference to my weight and he said that I had gained too much weight. And to me, that was the shame spiral that came from that was beyond anything I had ever experienced because my whole life was designed around not letting people into my real life, right? Not letting people see the true me and having gained weight on national TV over time. It was just like... The, the closet door had been swung open. And I left that meeting and I had to really decide what I was going to do about it. Was I going to get back on the treadmill, the diet and exercise treadmill, or was it going to be different? Uh, but what I did that night was really a game changer for me because I went that night and I found myself... I was living in New York City downtown New York City, buying crystal meth, which was going to be my new diet aid. And if you don't know what crystal meth is, it's an extremely powerful drug. And this was going to be my new diet. Like I was going to annihilate any level of hunger that would possibly exist in me so that I could finally achieve the outward success that I wanted. And I thank God I had this moment of grace and clarity where I thought, what am I doing? Here I am, someone who has so much and so much success. And now I'm going to become a drug addict for who and for what? And is this really the way that I want my life to go? And I had this thought of just like, wow, I know the statistics in this industry. I know that one tenth of 1% that people who try to lose weight, actually lose weight and keep it off. I know that this is a struggle for millions of people and that what the society is selling, diet and exercise, calories in and calories out, obviously is not working because if it was working, more people would have success. And what, I, what that made me realize, one was it wasn't me. It wasn't me that was broken. It wasn't me that was wrong. The recipe was wrong. The recipe was wrong. There was an element here that was missing. How could I be dieting since I'm eight? How could I be uh, a national champion in fitness? One of the strongest people in my industry, like physically strong, obviously have enough discipline to do crazy things and keep them going. What was the missing piece? And I decided at that point to stop working for, I call it this time when I stopped working for applause How many people can I have in my class? How many people will like me? How many followers will I have? And working for a cause to be on a mission to help people really break free from this identity that our body is our social currency. And to help people achieve their goals in a more holistic and, and loving way. And so I decided to go on this journey of of searching out and seeking what creates sustainable change in our lives. How do we really develop this level of self-love and self-mastery where, yes, it's great to be in a fit body, and a healthy body, but so it's not at the expense of our soul. And I came up with a program called the Intensati Method because what I realized was It's our thoughts that lead to our emotions and everything that we do is based on the emotions that we feel. A hundred percent of our decisions and our actions are based on our emotions. So how do we develop this connection to our thoughts and emotions that help us become the person we want to be so that the actions that we want to take come from a state of being instead of what we do the opposite way, what I was doing, which is, Once I get the great body, I'll have the great life. Once I get the success, then I'll love myself. But what I realized through all of my training with really like spiritual gurus and optimist masters and uh, great life coaches was that it had to be an inside job. And we had to rewire, literally rewire the way that we think and the way that we feel so that we're not forcing ourselves to do things but that we are living from a state of being. We can never create a life of love and joy from self-criticism and self-hate and fear. We have to really understand that we have to close our eyes to what is to create the world we want to live into from the inside out. And so that's been my mission from since 2000. Yeah, since 2000.
1: Coming up on, on nineteen years here, and I, there's so much to unpack in in what you just so shared, uh, and, and we're definitely going to spend a lot of time talking about intensity and how do we really love ourselves. But your share is so powerful, and and it's amazing because you really were, you know, at the top of of the industry as this fitness guru, and yet beneath it all, that was really a facade for. This pain and this self doubt that you've been feeling pretty much your whole life, and, and particularly uh, the part about the crystal meth was so moving. Was there a particular moment that was rock bottom? Was there one incident, like, or was it just you tried the crystal meth and then you're like, "What am I doing here?" Like, how long did that go on?
0: Well, uh, that wasn't that night. wasn't the first night I'd bought crystal meth. Okay. I had, I had done crystal meth before and I was one of those people that was like, I don't drink because there's too many calories. Like, there's no way you'll see me putting down a drink. But yeah, I'll do cocaine or crystal meth because that will give me the fix and also maybe will not make me eat for a few days. But the rock bottom was that conversation that day with the executive producer. I was on national TV. I was being called out for the very thing that I was most ashamed of about myself.
1: And then you began this transformative process. How long did it take you from when you had the conversation with the executive producer to when things started to shift for you? How long a process was that?
0: It took me about two years to really gather information and really to to find what I believed was the missing piece. Right? What was the piece? Because I really believe uh, exercise is medicine. I believe that with my whole entire being, I think it's one of the greatest things we can give to ourselves. And obviously food, we have to eat it. Right? We have to eat it. We have to find ways to do that in a way that is uh, healthful in all levels. Um, but the piece that was missing was the, the psychology, the self-awareness, the conscious and intentional actions. And so I studied, I had a couple of really key defining moments where I was at this one lecture, I was in Fiji and I was doing this retreat and um, Dr. Deepak Chopra was doing the conversation about how do we really create change in our lives? And one of the things he was saying is we have to look true to our self-concept and our self-concept is everything that we think about ourselves that's true. Everything we say after the words, I am. And he was saying, we can change our self-concept, but most of us try to change from the outside but we have to really find a way to change our self-concept and changing the beliefs that we have about ourselves. And I remember after that conversation, I'm in the shower and I'm, I'm thinking about what he said. And I just had this vision of like seeing myself jogging and working out. But my mantra was, I'm so fat, I have to work out. I'm so fat, I have to lose weight. I'm so fat and so hard. So that identity was so locked in that was why every time I lost weight, it felt like there was a magnet pulling me back yeah. to that goal weight. You know, I, I got to 140. It was the time that I was doing my, my um, championships. And this was like lean and ripped abs and short shirts, like completely like the body that I thought was perfection. But yet I knew that the day after that I would never see that number on the scale again because there was something in me that was pulling me back. And so when he said that, I was like, yes, of course. How can a fat person ever be thin? How can a fat someone who sees themselves as weak or fat or anything, any negative identity that we hold to be true, how do we expect to create an external representation that's anything different from that? So that was a big piece for me, but that wasn't the only piece because it still didn't give me Access to creating something. The next piece was I was at a Tony Robbins event. I signed up for his whole like university and I traveled all over the world doing all of his different workshops and conventions and retreats. And there was a one moment where he's talking about how to activate peak states, right? And activating a state. So you want to activate a state of courage so that you take actions that are courageous. You want to activate a state of love so that you make choices that are loving. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And he was saying, your state of being, who you are being at any moment is the reflection of three things. What you're thinking, what you're focusing on, the language that you're using. And so what he talked about was the use of incantations. And what he said, incantations are different than affirmations because incantations affect your physiology. You embody statements, you awaken, you invoke these, these states of being, not just by empty words. I'm stronger today. I'm stronger today. Okay. That's number 10. That must be good enough. But it's emotionalizing. And Joe Dispenza talks about this too, that thoughts are the language of the brain, but feelings are the language of the body. Until they're both married, you don't create the experience. And it's the experience of something that helps you create that reality. And so when I learned that I was marching on the beach, there were hundreds of us on the beach in Bahamas and we're marching, we're doing incantations. All I need is within me now. All I need is within me now. And in the moment where we've probably done this, I don't know how many times, I stopped dead in my tracks and it's like a lightning bolt hit me. And I thought, that's it. That's it. I'm going to help people change their self-concept through a practice. What do they do every day? Or what do people do often already? Exercise, right? Exercise. So if I use incantations as a form of exercise, that will help people create new neural pathways, new links of how do, we, how do we become more emotionally intelligent, more masterful at being able to awaken powerful positive emotions that lead to the actions, that lead to the results that we really want in our lives. We have to understand that our emotions don't have to be the result of the weather or the number of our bank account or the number on the scale, but how we feel can be a decision that we can make that will, can be independent of our circumstances now. Now we have mastery. Now we don't have to wait to feel healthy, to be healthy, to feel whole or to get the job, to feel empowered, but we can feel empowered so that we can find the job that matches who we really are today. So I wanted to create a practice, a way that people could consistently use their language and their body and their focus to become, to create a self-concept that they really, truly wanted to be the foundation of their life.
1: I love this because a lot of what you're describing very much falls within the tenets of cognitive behavior therapy yes. from, a, from a psychology standpoint. In fact, you know, describing oneself, seeing oneself as fat, it's what we would refer to in the field of psychology as cognitive distortion. And so I'm really excited to hear about your methodology that you've created through Intense Saudi because because very clearly it's rooted in, in science and psychology
0: right? And that's what's so exciting to me too, because, you know, I think and when, when we understand that exactly what you just said, that it's rooted in science and psychology, because I think it gives people a lot of strength when they understand that it's not just a woo-woo thing. It's not just in the old days when we used to think of affirmations as just something weird people would do to kind of hope that something would change. And I really like to think of, It's not as affirmations or incantations or something kind of weird, but it's really about waking up and understanding the privilege it is to be a human and to be able to tap into all of those, the things that we have to actually consciously and intentionally create our life.
1: Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. you'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. So describe to us, Patricia, how intensity works and what the actual practice entails.
0: Yeah. So if you are going to a class, it starts with just a level of setting an intention of some kind, right? It might be that we're talking about the one that I did recently was um, developing courage, being able to do hard things, right? So as soon as you want to make a change, you better get ready for a challenge because that's the the bridge we have to cross. So we start by declaring an intention. And then what we do is usually some kind of work that helps us get into the present moment, a breath work, um, a visualization of some kind. But then the real action begins. And the real action, if you were looking into an intensati class or workout at a gym through the window, you would say, oh, that looks like a kickboxing class or an aerobics class, very traditional types of exercise movements, punches, reaches, kicks, squats, lunges. But what I did was I created a vocabulary of states. And there's one move that embodies a state. So for instance, the state of strength, Uh, looks like a martial arts punch. You're punching right and left. So in a class, I'll say, do strong. And they'll go right, left, right, left. And you do it for a a couple of minutes so that you get your body and your mind aligned. Once you get the physiology moving, then I teach people to say an affirmation. I'm stronger today. I am stronger today. I feel stronger today. I am stronger today. But you're saying it and you are feeling it so you're creating the mind-body connection, which is creating an experience of it. Not like it's something out there in the future, but a real experience of your strength right now. And then what we do is we do a, we do a series of these moves and affirmations and it's, you do about 45 minutes of this. So I am powerful beyond measure. I am stronger than I think. I am braver than I seem. I am blessed with all I need. I am enough. I have enough. I am grateful today. What I want is on its way. So we do it, but we activate it. We embody it so that it really truly becomes a new self-concept because it's an experience, not about something in the future. I will be that, which means I am not that today. But I am that now and I'm experiencing that so that it reinforces the neural networks and the, the emotional resonance to the person that I actually am creating today.
1: I love that. And it goes back to something you said earlier. You were talking about this mindset of when I, you know, when I achieve this, then I'll feel that. And that's really one of the tricks that people do in their minds that are that are self-defeating that they don't even know is that they're pining for this future moment. You know, when I get the job that I want, then I'll have time to spend more time with my wife and kids, or you know, whatnot. But this whole system you've developed. It's very present-focused, and I think that's critical. I think that's absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, sati means mindfulness, and it, it, you know, change conscious changes on the foundation of self-awareness. Right? We have to see what we're doing that we no longer want to be doing, and we have to see make choices that are consistent with the results that we want to get. But we have to actually make the unconscious conscious. We have to make our unconscious thoughts conscious. Become the observer so that we're no longer just on autopilot in everything that we do every day. And frankly, most of us don't want to become that conscious. That's why we drink too much or eat too much or shop too much or blame too much. And we have to really develop the courage to be more present and compassionate with ourselves so that we're not afraid to look at those things that we normally don't want to look at or experience. So that's why mindfulness is really the foundation of all the things that we do. So that's the sati part of the name and intention. The next part is then being intentional, intentional with our thoughts, intentional with our choices, intentional with our actions, intentional with self-generating emotions so that we really become the conscious creator of our reality.
1: That makes sense. And I know you've been doing this all over the world are there any particular stories that have come out of this real success stories for people that have gone through this that resonate with you
0: you know i have to say uh, probably one of the biggest ones the ones that is like something we all can experience is i was teaching at this thing called soul camp and soul camp is this adult segue camp where all the teachers there are to facilitate things that help you tap into your purpose and your passion and and I was teaching uh, a class there and a young girl came up to me after class and she was probably 300 pounds and she was in her early 20s and she just looked at me like her eyes wide open and she just said I don't know what happened but that just changed my life and in the next year she lost 100 pounds and she's gone on to lose 150 pounds. And she went back to school. She's now uh, engaged. Literally, this is all happening literally in like the last three years. Went back to school for psychology. Uh, is about to be married. Decided to do Intensati leadership training, and brings this workout to kids' camps all over, all over the place. And for me, she was such. Such a great example of, especially in the area of body, right? Which was always my biggest problem area. But how one one moment, one moment can help you have a shift of perception. And when that doorway gets opened, how it can just be a domino effect, and, and how really one experience of your power, of your own love, of your own confidence or strength can really start this unwinding of these negative perceptions and beliefs we have about ourselves. And there's been many of people starting businesses or finding the love of their life, or it's really just having the courage to really admit what they really want and to develop within themselves the strength to become the person that they want to be. And that's what this really offers people is really a practice to implement All the things we read in the self-help books, I bet most of your listeners are like self-help junkies. They love the books. They love the workshops. They love the inspiration. They love the motivation. We all do. But what's the bridge between the motivation to the actual integration? And this is what I believe so wholeheartedly is we need consistent practice. And that's why I believe Intensati can really change the world.
1: Fantastic. Tell us about what's next for Patricia Moreno.
0: Um, well, what I've been working on is because I've been so like fitness oriented, and it's been in fitness clubs all over the world. Is taking it from just a fitness element or modality to a personal development modality. So, creating morning rituals. I'm a big fan, and that's why I love Miracle Morning, and I love how Al Rods work. And actually, his work was really an inspiration for me to creating the morning rituals and practices that combine Intensati and all the elements of it into a way to start your day in a really optimized way. So I'm working on an app, uh, writing my second book and creating it. I want it to be accessible and easy for people to get this into their lives. And so that is really my focus for the next few years. How do I make this accessible and easy for people to do on a daily basis?
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh this the show is we're we're big Hal Elrod fans here. So if if you haven't heard my interview with Hal, check out episode fifty. He's one of the most inspirational people that has ever worked yeah, he's pretty sure. awesome. For sure. So Patricia, we are at time and I knew this was going to be an amazing episode and it absolutely did not disappoint. Mm. As you know, I ask all my guests a single question to wrap things up and that: what is your biggest helping, the single most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our chat today?
0: Oh, you've got to prioritize your morning towards what's most important to you. You've got to create that space in your day where you actually embody the person that you truly want to be. There, I think it's essential. There's actually no other way for us to get conscious and intentional about the life that we want to create without creating time in our day to actually do that consistently.
1: Outstanding. And Patricia, where can people find out more about you and find out about intensity?
0: Patricia uh, patriciamorano.com. And all social media there, you can get workouts, you can get morning practices, um, you can learn about leadership training if you want to bring this program to your school or to your community. And we're going to give away a free gift as well. So it's called the Confidence Formula, the uh, the morning workout. So what it is, it's four tracks that take you through meditation, mindfulness, intention setting, visualization. Uh, and positive uh, emotion generating. So basically, we're just, you're just guided through visualizing your best self intending your day. And uh, you'll be able to also do an intensity workout to finish it off. So Perfect. if you need a little confidence boost, just a try. I really recommend you do it consistently for 30 days. Don't miss a day and then decide how you feel afterwards.
1: Tell us how people listening to this can take advantage of it.
0: We'll put a link in the show notes and that's all they need to do is Perfect. go to the link.
1: So we will have everything Patricia Moreno, including that giveaway at the dailyhelping.com and her show notes, as well as in the Daily Helping app available in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Well, Patricia, this was phenomenal. I, I loved spending time with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today.
0: Me too. What a treat. So glad to be here.
1: Thank you for that. And thank you for each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find this episode. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.